welcome to Bear Creek's Tuesdays Together. We record Tuesdays Together live every Tuesday night on our online campus at 6 p.m. Or you can tune in here shortly after um, that episode airs on our online campus right here on our podcast channel. Thanks for listening. Here's Tuesdays Together. And we're going to digest Pastor Tony's sermon from the, that aired this past Sunday morning on our Bear Creek AG page and our online campus. Yes, so if you don't so. know, um, you, most of you probably already know this, but if you don't know, um, the, the sermon that is on our online campus and on our main page on Sundays, that is actually the previous week. So when we discuss things in um, Tuesdays together... We're going to be uh, discussing the one that was just in our online campus and on our main page. So we're talking about um, Pastor Tony's last message in the last days series, How Do I Live? Yes. And I'm going to throw a quick poll up here real quick. We're going to see how this goes. Hey, Miss Brenda. Hey, Miss Brenda. Glad you could join us tonight. So here's our, our poll. So if you get a chance to jump in there and answer our quick question, did you join us in person or online to watch this service? And I also throw a third option out there for fun, for in case, just in case you were feeling guilty about not joining us in person or online, you get to promise to come back and watch it later. And you can still join us for the commenting tonight on the video. And we'll leave the poll out there for a few minutes and we'll see how that shows up. Because Trying things out. We're yes. trying, trying to see... How we can be interactive still. We're trying to keep it interesting and get everybody excited. (laughs) And um, we're breaking the negativity feed on Facebook for, you know, about 15, 20 minutes at least. 15, 20 minutes tonight. So we're not going to talk about anything about the election. We're just going to talk about what Jesus would have us do no matter how the election actually goes tonight or tomorrow or the next six or eight days whenever we actually get to find out how the election went um so anyway so tonight we're talking about pastor tony's message aired sunday the last days how do i live and yes pastor tony we're glad you got to join us online or on on, oh no you said you joined us in person person, you think okay so and apparently our poll isn't working for some reason maybe we'll be polls we'll just use the comment feed that works too so, but thank you guys for joining we're us. Doing. We're trying it out. Yes, we're just trying it out. So, the main scripture behind the Pastor Tony's message series on how should I live is like Jesus did, giving sacrifice. Because John three sixteen has been the main um, scripture behind this it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life." So, something we talk about with the youth, like. I don't know, probably several months back now, is the meaning behind Christian. Christian actually means little Christ. So we are called to be little Christs. That's exactly what God called us to do. So as Christians, you are called to be little Christ and follow Jesus' example. So Jesus came to the world and sacrificed everything, sacrificed it all, gave it all. And you can't really do much more than that. No. Giving your giving your child, whether you're firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn, no matter how much you like your children sometimes, making that sacrifice for someone that doesn't may or may not care about you at all is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. That's really hard. 
like I don't yeah that's a, I don't know that I could even on the the worst days I don't know that I could uh, just sacrifice my no. child but no I agree so all right another quick fun one out there let's see if you guys can see this one here I'm gonna publish this one out do you love Jesus just want to throw that out there let you uh there's some votes in there, so you get to see have, the... Uh, we have no idea if these polls that we're putting out are actually showing up on your end or not. Yeah, because they're not seeing <laughs> them on it. doesn't show us anything on this side, so... <laughs> so if you get to see them, great. If not, you can tell us later, hey, that was dumb. We couldn't see them anyway. Yeah. So... <laughs> you can you can always, like, um, just type in in the comments, uh, hey, the poll yeah. is not working. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what's calling you. That's trying to apply in person, I think, so I like that one. All right, so first of all, how should you live your life? You should think clearly. Think obviously. clearly. This was um, Pastor Tony's first point in uh, the message. You should think clearly. And one of the things he had uh, the scripture, 1 Peter 4 7 through 11, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self controlled and sober minded for the sake of your prayers. Um, when we were discussing this, I was talking about, you know, if we don't think clearly, if we think irrationally, we're not going to see what God's trying to do. Um, we're not going to we're not going to do what God wants us to do because we're thinking irrationally. I mean, when you think about any situation as a Christian, we shouldn't immediately go to the irrational side. We shouldn't immediately go, oh my gosh, you know, what if this, 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 and this happened? Our human nature wants to do that. Um, but as a Christian, we shouldn't because right. we know who holds the future. We know who has it all under control, even though it doesn't look like it to us. Um, as soon as we stop thinking clearly, we can't see what's mm. going on. Um, we actually had a scripture day on um, our main campus on our online campus on our main page that was talking about focusing on God and when we don't focus on him we're not we're not seeing crystal clear mm -hmm. and so it's the same thing here we're not thinking clearly um I know we a lot can't of, see I know a lot of people are in unrest right now just talking about the election this makes people go into a panic or thinking about today so is about election day I mean, that just, yeah, I'm not talking about results or how we all feel, but I am going to throw it out there, and I apologize if you guys are not seeing the polls. I'll figure, I'll have to do some reading on that. I was just trying to make it a little bit of fun and some interaction point, but we'll just go with the, uh, let's see. Okay, let me say we need to turn our resolution down some on there. So I'm learning a little bit, guys. I apologize. So we'll, we'll try and find some way to make it more creative on the uh, polls and see why the polls aren't showing up on the, on the event. So... But anyway, what I wanted to say was that people are in a panic mode with the election and the things going on right now. We're just in the status of the of our country and around the world. I mean, I, I COVID. yeah, with COVID. I mean, I I joked with a hurricane, <laughs> Michael, um, and said that people, you know, imagine an event taking place, and I probably cursed everybody by saying this, and people can beat me up later, I guess. But I said, imagine like Hurricane Michael was awful. But at least it was localized to just the panhandle and some areas just surrounding us. Imagine what had happened if Hurricane Michael had been larger. Mm -hmm. And it was like my way of looking positive. And then all of a sudden COVID hits, you know, 
year, two years later, and it's like, no, this is global. This mm-hmm. is huge. I mean, this is this is an absolute massive event. I mean, that is global. But yet, look how much. I mean, talk about our world coming together. I mean, we've have been driven apart in many ways, but look how much we came together, mm-hmm. even then. Yeah. But in a in a panic state, like I like to think that I, I'm pretty good at. Thinking under pressure. It's usually the cool, calm, and collected <laughs> one. Yes, I am not. I'm usually the one that I was speaking to myself a minute ago when I talked about thinking clearly. Um, because, yeah, yeah I, I don't always first try um, stay thinking clearly and, and rational a lot. Um, I'm the one yeah, that all of a sudden everything shuts down. But honestly, a lot of times I have a, to, to a it's to a fault because a lot of times I focus more on the event and what's going on and focusing on going into business critical mode. And I, I've got to remember to be personable. So a lot of times I have to tell people in church, like, Hey, I apologize. If you saw me at church Sunday morning and I completely just walked right past you and didn't hear you, I'd apologize to my neighbor the other day because I was working on my truck and apparently he called my name several times and I never had any idea. And uh, so I've had to apologize to him later because I was in my business mind and getting stuff knocked out. So if you ever see me running through that, it's because I'm, I'm critical minded. I get in that little, in that locked in mode. But if we're in a panic state and we allow ourselves to get drawn up in the moment, we have a harder time thinking clearly. And so I think the biggest thing to remember, no matter how big the event is, whether it's localized to Panhandle or it's a global pandemic, um, we just got to remember who's in control mm-hmm. and stay clear minded because we don't have to panic. It's not about us. Mm-hmm. We're not in charge as much as we may think we are or what much we may think that we're all, we're our own money providers for our family. God gave us that job. I mean, God gave us everything we have. And when we put it back on him and say, you know what? God really is the one in control. It's not me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may be put his dad in my household, but really God's in control the whole time. So it allows you to think a lot more clearly when you realize that it's not you that's in charge. It's God that's in charge. And it's not you that's responsible for how things go. As long as you're doing what God's called you to do and following your calling. Just quick throwing yeah. that out there. From last yeah. week. <laughs> From last week. As long as you're following your calling, mm-hmm. you can say, hey, God, I'm doing everything I know to do that you've given me to do. And I'm reading your word. Show me what I need to do to, to do it right. Yeah. Speaking of word, um, you know, I think um, kids pastor here. So keep it simple uh, a lot of times, but we've been going through um, in kids' church through the beginning of the Bible, and right now we've been going through Exodus, and we've been talking about the Israelites coming out of their bondage and, um, you know, the, the ten plagues that they went through, but I've focused in a lot with the kids on they went through that, but did they actually get affected by it? That's good. They went through it, but God protected them. He kept them safe through that. And, and they sometimes, went that. yeah, they, they went through that. They went through it. They didn't go into it. They didn't stop they, in it. But they went he went it. and he and he he got them to the other side. He got them through. We're still we're we just left the desert last Sunday, so we're still working <laughs> through. Um, but you know, it occurred to me that. There's so many stories in the Bible. Take it back to the basics. Um, To think clearly, sometimes we just need to open up the Bible and go to the stories 
like that. Like the Israelites, you know, being let out of led out of bondage, going to David and Goliath. You know, those stories that when we read that, we can get a little more clarity in God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he got them through the things that they were going through that were many times far worse than what we think we're going through Mm -hmm. today, um, then he can get us through it too. And sometimes it takes doing that. It takes focusing in on the word and listening to what God's trying to tell you out of the stories that we just kind of cast off sometimes as simple. Mm -hmm. You know, those simple Bible stories that, you know, we tell our kids, (laughs) but they're really, or we don't tell our kids. Um, but that yeah. kind of thing is going to help you get through thinking clearly and, and really thinking about, am, am I really going through something that God's yeah. not going to see me through? That's how we have to live right now. Mm-hmm. That's how they lived. They put their trust and yeah. focus that God was going to lead them. I mean, mm-hmm. only God can use a pillar of fire and cloud <laughs> to move people and stop them when they need to be stopped. Well, I know I, I'm guilty. I joke about not telling our kids stories because I downloaded another app the other day for our kids to try it out. It's like $7 a month. I've seen the ad on Facebook called Yippee. And it's all like the old Christian movies. And I, I we were joking about something at the dinner table and Jenny said something about Samson. And Abigail goes, Who? And I was like, bad you know what? House yeah, bad pastor's house moment. There you go. So there's your there's our honesty moment. We're not always, you know, the kings. Of, our oldest of did cheering. know. Yes, our oldest, did. our oldest did know. And but so anyway, but so I pulled up the new app and I found the story of Samson on there, and it was the old. Oh shoot, I'm trying to the name of that. Was it Bible? The um, uh, Superbook. Superbook. Superbook series. There you go. I guarantee you, very Pastor Tony. Old. Yeah, very old. Pastor Tony remembers Superbooks. I'm pretty sure I watched several of those videos in Children's Church with Pastor Tony as my children's pastor. So, and yeah, so it was a reminder of, you know, how, you know, what we go through and how, no matter how bad our situation gets, as Samson did, no matter, you know, he's lost all his strength and his one God given gift that was his huge thing in his life, he still brought it back around. And I like what Pastor Tony said, said, too often we focus on what's right in front of us and don't focus on the big picture. And that's where I wanted to go with that is mm-hmm. Samson was given that one thing. He was a very simple man, but he was blessed of God with one gift. Mm-hmm. And that one gift was his strength. And unfortunately, he abused it. He did use it for God, but then he abused it by sharing it with Delilah and had it taken from him. And I even had a conversation with Pastor Tony and one of the other church members, Mr. Mike, this week or last week. And we were talking about how I, I mentioned to him how the Bible wasn't made to be complicated. I mean, you think about Jesus was raised by a carpenter. He was followed by fishermen, tent makers, a tax collector. I mean, the tax collector probably being the most educated of them all, being the one that could actually count the beads or count <laughs> count him as abacus. Yeah. Um, you know, how much people owed or he was, a, he was a cheat. But, I mean, the Bible wasn't made to be super complicated. And I think a lot of times we get way too deep into... We make into, it complicated. Yeah, we make it complicated. We get deep into philosophical debates. And like Pastor Tony said... Which makes us not think clearly. Yeah. Which because we're us, going too far into what... And it separates us as Christians. I mean, you think about how many philosophical debates we get in in church. It's like, mm-hmm. is that really matter? Is it really that important? I mean, we're sort of wrapping up after church before we left Sunday morning talking about the... Um, how much life is important. Mm-hmm. These, you know, human life. And it's like, you know, 
a lot of times we overthink and we use fancy words. And when it comes back to just, is it a human life? And when it comes back to valuing human life, valuing people for who they are, and loving people, loving God, love people. Like my pastor Tony says all the time, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Love God, love people. I told yeah. Abigail on the way we're talking about the Ten Commandments, which we're talking about in children's church too, said, you know, the one commandment in God's word, it says the first commandment with a promise. is that obey your parents and Lord, this is right. It's the first commandment with a promise that you live a long and happy life. You go, it's not complicated. It wasn't written in real big terms. Felicity understood that if she wants to live a long and happy life, <laughs> yeah. she needs to obey your parents. And the it's, the Bible was not made to be complicated. No. Love God, love people. Yeah. So, and then the next point was focus on relationships. <laughs> goes into if you love God, love, love people. people. Um, so that going into uh, the next part of the verses that Pastor Tony um, had, First Peter four, now eight, um, eight and, and nine. nine. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Since love covers a multitude of sins, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Sort of like <laughs> and giving in church without grumbling. You might be able grumbling. to hear our kids <laughs> in the background grumbling right now. Hopefully not, but <laughs> there's one that's uh, Hopefully not right grumbling. now. Yeah. Um, but so, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, focus on relationships. So here's my challenge for you this week. If you don't eat dinner on the dinner table with your family... Spend a meal around the dinner table with your family. I, I've said, I get to brag on my family. If there's one thing that we do in our home is every night at dinner, we have dinner together. Whether it's around the dinner table or in the car going somewhere at the restaurant, we do have dinner together. And that focus on relationships, it starts in your home. Mm-hmm. Because when you have that relationship with your children and then that goes on to relationship with others, it's super important. And your home will fall apart, I promise you, if... You have those relationships with others, but don't have relationships with the children in your home. And yeah, I, I, I can't, I just can't sing to that how important that is. Yeah, emphasize so. that enough that yeah, it definitely starts at home and um, just I mean. So here's your, here's your shout out for small groups. You need to be involved in a small group and then and relating with others. We have not been great with this. Here, here again, here are our pastoral heart. It's very easy to say, oh, yeah, we have lots of friends, but our friends are in middle school and high school or in elementary school or our, our youth leaders or our adult leaders because those are the ones we spend a lot of time with outside of church, and that's, that's it. It's the ones we do that with. Now, again, we understand a lot of that is the fact that we to be grow as a church, we've got to you know, be close to people that are around us, but it's important too, to be around people that are in your, enjoy the hobbies you enjoy or enjoy the things that you enjoy. So there's our quick plug for small groups as they start yeah. to expand next year, the early next year. And yeah. we start being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Be involved, create, focus on relationships, spend time with people, find people that enjoy the things you do or have kids, the age of your kids, or just enjoy going to life, going, can you people you could do life with together? Yeah. It's really important. We're getting better about it's, it. We're trying I mean, to get better. Um, what Jesus died for all people. He mm. didn't die for, you know, just some people. He didn't right. die for a specific uh, person or specific mm. race or anything else. He died for all people. So how important is it for us to focus on relationships? Because people is, that's, that was Jesus's number one reason for everything that he did was 
Cool. If you ever tried sharing the love of Jesus with somebody that you don't have a relationship with, it doesn't work mm-hmm. because the person doesn't listen to you. I mean, unless they're in a really hurting spot and they're trying to look for answers, chances are, if you, especially if you're trying to critique something they're doing, unless you have a relationship with them to the point where they trust you, you can't share the love of Jesus with them. So I encourage you, build those relationships so that you can build others up and in turn be built up when you need it as well. And then? The third one, make a difference. Um, this so, is actually part of our our yeah. statement, statement for our mission statement for the church. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a make difference. A difference. Um, so verse 10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So, I want to back up one point real quick. Not only focus on your relationship with your kids, but focus on your relationship with your spouse first. So, there's your other challenge out there. Have dinner at a dinner table, but have it with your spouse as well if possible. I remember like growing up, my dad got home really late at night a lot of times. So we waited to have dinner to about nine o'clock at night because about the time he got done cleaning up his restaurant, we we had dinner without we had dinner together. So work on your spouse, love God, love others, start the yeah. spouse, start the children, make it that. Oh, to me that gets goes goes into making a difference because when you have that relationship with your children and your family and your spouse, you're able to make a difference in their lives, and then in turn you can make a difference in the lives mm-hmm. of others. So yeah, and I think it's important um, making a difference. Um, there's a legacy to that. Um, you know, this is talking about the last days, but like Pastor Tony said, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. He could come back this year. He could come back a hundred years from now. We may see him. We may be part of the ones that get to see this. We may not. Um, he may so, come back tonight before the election is over with. We, we don't know. Totally fine with that. <laughs> you know, we don't know. And so, but we are all, like he said, we're still living in our last days, no matter if Jesus comes back in our, our generation mm-hmm. or not, um, we're still living in our last days. Um, so making a difference is, is part of your legacy that you're leaving. So when you're, you know, looking back at your 70, your 80, your 90 year old. So, so when, when you're in that age and you're looking back, you know, are you mm-hmm. going to be happy with the difference that you made, did you make a difference? Because that's what we're here for. We're here to make a difference. We're here to um, help people know who Jesus is. We're here to show them his love through us. And that's that's a legacy that you're not only wanting to be proud of when you do get to that point where Rocket you're range. nearing the end of your life. Um, but you want to leave that for your family, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if we aren't the generation that gets to see Jesus come back, but it's our kids and our grandkids' generations? Mm-hmm. What kind of legacy do we want to leave in making a difference yeah. so that they are also serving yeah. and also will be making a difference when, they, when they're living their life? Like, I, we were listening to the podcast the other day, and it's, and it was talking to someone that said every major decision she makes, she sort of has an out of body experience and thinks of her thinks back or thinks forward and says, "Okay, if I'm in my seventies or eighties and I'm looking back on me right now, what decision would I want myself to make?" 
And that's how she makes those decisions. And I said, you know, that's that's super huge. I mean, you really think about, you know, how I, I had this conversation, sort of a joking with Abigail the other day, and it was sounds silly, but it was over a cup of coffee. And I said, you know, Starbucks cup of coffee. Yeah, Starbucks <laughs> cup of coffee, a five dollar, six dollar cup of coffee. And I said, you know what? Just how important is that cup of coffee to your eternal life? Because she was having an absolute meltdown, absolutely wanting a six dollar cup of coffee. And I said, is it really going to be worth it? Do you really want it that bad? Is it really worth, you know, making a big deal about or really worth pitching in on that and buying that in the moment? And I mean, it sounds silly to think about that, but you go. At first, her nine-year-old self was like, yeah, it's absolutely. worth it right now. Five dollars for coffee? I don't care. <laughs> but now I refer back and, and she's given, to toot her horn, she's given over $100 to BGMC this year. And I said, let's think about this now. For that statistic that I gave Pastor Tony the other day in church that I learned for the Water Wells Project, for every $10 given, it's one person's able to drink pure, clean water for life. Wow. So for every it's two cups of coffee, yeah, so every two cups of coffee we get at Starbucks, one person could actually have pure, clean water for life. For life. <laughs> yeah. So if you see us, we're drinking out of our clear solo cups. We made our are, own coffee at home. Here these are our house. homemade coffee. Homemade cold brew. <laughs> Our, it's our homemade cold brew. You see us at church with these. We didn't go to a fancy coffee shop. No. We've just made it ourselves. This is doable. This brew. is just so that our children don't leave our cups everywhere. <laughs> yes. This is our homemade doula brew because yeah. we want to be able to give money to speed the light. Yeah. So and BGMC. And BGMC. Okay. And speed the light. Anyway, and so we, we sorry. It's our children's pastor, youth pastor thing. You got you know, we've got a battle. So, but are you using your gifts? Are you using your talents that God has given you to serve people? That That's, we all have our part to play. God gave us a great commission to go in the world, share the gospel, make a difference, whether you're giving clean water, people in another country or helping build a well, or if you're in your home teaching your kids to get around the dinner table and spend time with their family, you know, you may have to go to work for many hours a day and not get a whole lot of time with your kids. So dedicate that time. Mm -hmm. How important is that TV show that you want to watch on TV? How important is that going and doing that other quick trip or you need to go somewhere or how do you really need to stay at work late that night to do something or is it more important to spend time with your kids while you still yeah. have them? So yeah. I don't know about your kids, but my kids are growing way too fast. Way too fast. And I want to join while they last. Yeah. So. And I just wanted to say um, something kind of just as we're wrapping this up. Um, to go with all with these three things that Pastor Tony was talking about that we kind of went into kind of our own perspective on tonight. Um, you know, I think with one of the biggest things that in our house that is said a lot and our girls will probably like laugh or immediately just go, because oh, it's like always said, <laughs> but how, like, we're talking about how do you live right now in, in the last days? How do you live during the times that we're going through? One of the things that is always said to them when drama arises or anything, you know, all of a sudden seems catastrophic. If you don't know, we have three girls in our house, if you don't know us personally. Um, and a female dog. <laughs> and a female dog. So things can be very catastrophic um, quite quickly customer, in yes. our house. Um, but one of them immediately, what do you say? How is this going to affect your eternal eternity? Eternity. Yeah. How is it going to affect how, the eternity of those around you? Yeah. How is this going to affect your eternity? How is it going to affect someone else's? And I really feel like even though our girls usually roll their eyes and grumble a little bit <laughs> about that, um, 
that is so true. Like when we look at how we're living this life, how does it affect your eternity? Like what you say, what you do, the drama that you help stir up or, or keep going or whatever, you know, maybe how is that affecting your eternity? Um, and how is that game I'm playing on my phone? Like I, I, I love playing like battle games on my phone, but when I'm in my downtime, but it's like, okay, how is that going to affect my eternity? How's that going to affect my children's time? If I, if I spend 20 minutes playing in my phone while I'm sitting next to my child watching TV, how much could I be enhancing that relationship or yeah. even as simple as playing a game of checkers? I mean, pulling, yeah. I mean, Something super simple. We played Jenga last night. It only took about three minutes for the tower to fall, mm-hmm. but it was fun. Yeah, I got a fun video about, <laughs> about of it and seeing yeah. Felicity's face as that, that tower dropped. It was just, it was hilarious to watch, but it was moments like that that it only took mm-hmm. five, ten minutes of choosing to make that difference yeah. or choosing to spend that time and you go, who cares if i got to play a game on my phone or not or got to watch a TV show. Mm-hmm. That When it comes down to eternal life, eternity or my looking back on my life when I'm 70, 80 years old, where am I going to be? What kind of difference is my life going to have made? What kind of legacy am I leaving behind? And to wrap that up, how you vote. Make sure that when you vote, hopefully you already voted by now because our polls are closed. Well, Um, you got got 30 minutes. You've got 30 minutes. So if you haven't haven't voted yet, (laughs) make sure you go down there because I hear as long as you make it in the door by seven o'clock, you still get to vote. So if you haven't voted, go vote because when you look back in seven, when you're 70 or 80 years old, I promise you that the decision you made during this election tonight will make a difference and it'll make a difference in how you feel and however many years it is from now. For me, 40-something years from now, yeah. I'm going to look back and either be happy I made that decision or not. Yeah. So... so. We appreciate you enjoying us tonight and joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed watching us tonight, and <laughs> hope you t- tell your friends join us. We're we're if, as long as it's still going well. We'll see you guys next Tuesday night at yes. six p.m. Yes. And we'll try to be a little faster because we're playing a little bit of our time tonight. We planned on yeah. Try to keep us at fifteen to twenty minutes. So sorry. And we'd love to hear your yeah. feedback. Please comment back. We'd love yes. to see your comments. As we are watching these live as the comments come across, and we'll try to figure out what's going on with those. Hopefully, the video and everything look good. I've seen it jitter on Jenny's phone while we're watching it, so I'm hoping everything yeah, went sure. smooth for you guys tonight. But thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>